Guys, welcome to episode eight of the Humanity Jitsu podcast with huge honor for me, Andreas Judoka Binder. I hope I said the second name right because I've never heard anyone say it before. <laughs> uh, close enough, Binder. Well, yeah. I just assumed it was sounded something like uh, Binder or something like that. <laughs> That's a bit more French, for sure. <laughs> I know, dude. Uh, I never heard anyone say it. So. Do you want to give, do you want to just, um, what's it, tell everyone uh, where you're from and like uh, where you train in case they want to go get around with you sometime? Yeah, um, well, um, originally I'm from Romania. Um, I've lived in Angola for over eight, 19 years now, um, training out of Shaolin MMA uh, over in Galway. So, yeah, that's pretty much us. Uh, guys, I've had the huge honor of training with Andreas one time, and he literally, literally and figuratively threw me around the place. <laughs> Good guys, this is the this is actually a first for the podcast as well. This is the first judo black belt we'll have and we have in the podcast. So huge honor. Good to be on it, man. Good to be on it. Uh, setting milestones every two seconds because it's like only the eighth episode. <laughs> <laughs> So do you want to just tell everyone how you got like started in martial arts and because uh, uh, you started with judo, right? Yeah, well, I was uh, I think I started judo when I was eight or nine. I can't really remember. But uh, yeah, I, my brother was into it and I was like, here, I, I actually like this. And I was kind of this fat chubby kid. And um, I was like, you know what, let's let's try it. I kind of started off martial arts just because of bullying, to be honest, you know, like back back then, I'd say bullying was a huge thing. And even now. That's why I say it's kind of like a get away from bullying. So I ended up doing judo and I was, oh, this is, I'm actually good at it. Like, so I ended up like, you know, winning national titles, all Ireland's international medals representing Ireland and everything. So I was like, uh, do you know what? Let's try and mix it up now. Mm. So like my dad and my uncles and cousins and all that, they're all into boxing. So I was like, let me try boxing as well. So I was doing boxing at that stage. I was doing judo. I just, you know, trying to stay active and the kickboxing as well. Uh, just trying to kind of get off the streets, like, as I was growing up, like, in a little... Well, it's not rough now, like, but it was, you know, it wasn't the best place to live, especially if you're, like, a foreigner, like, you know, like, especially the way I was from a different country and coming up here, I was still considered as a foreigner, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, yeah, so I took up the judo. I was doing that for over, like, I think it was over, like, nine years now. Um, I got my first degree black belt when I was only 17, so I was one of the youngest black belts in Ireland. And in judo terms, there's a thing called Batsukan. Batsukan meaning if you win five out of five fights, you get an instant promotion. And no one has done that for like four or five years. And I was the only one to do it. And then I went on and on and I ended up like having nine competitions, getting gold in each one. I haven't lost like in two years. And you know what? I was like, you know what? Let's let's try and mix it up. I always I always kind of had that urge of MMA, mixing it all up. Because I seen Ronda Rousey and I was like, you know what? I like that. I want to do it. I want to try it. So, because I don't know, like, I just really enjoyed it. And then I, I ended up doing this novice um, novice MMA interclub in Shaolin. They were when I think they first started the first year, and I ended up having three fights, three fights on the day, and I won them all. Like I'd say, in just under a minute. Like I got them all in hip throws or nags, like big suplexes and finished them off with arm bars and that's when Ben saw me and he kind of took me under his wing and I was like oh you know you have a bright future in this do you want to keep on going with it I was like ah oh, you know I 
I was kind of, I, I didn't know how to strike. I had no striking whatsoever. Like when I started MMA, I had no striking. I just literally run into you, hug you, throw you on your head, and that that'll be it. Like you know, finish you off then. Uh, so he kind of took me under, and you see, your club back then was um, under, like, it, it was over in Lockray. So, like, he used to come and pick me up from Galway and drop me to Lockray twice a week. So I was, oh, this is, you know, like, he showed the interest, and he was, oh, this is this is unreal. Let me kind of make a career. Mm. So then, then I had my first amateur fight literally six months after. Uh, and I remember it was, it was in my hometown, the first MMA show in Galway, I think it was in I don't know how many years and it was over in Leisureland and I remember I was I think I just turned 18 I was turning 18 I can't really remember and um, a huge crowd came down and I was finding a guy premise La Chimelle from Castlebar or somewhere like that he was I'll say he was about 38 or something uh, he, he had three four fights and that was literally just my amateur debut I was like, oh, no, the nerves were kicking in, everything. And, yeah, I ended up winning the fight in a decision fight, literally. It was the fight of my life. And then I ended up getting uh, another fight then, literally two weeks after that. I won that as well by TKO in second round. And then I got my first title fight, and I won that by a decision as well. So <clears> it was just going uphill, you know. It was brilliant. It was brilliant. And then I ended up fighting uh, Glenn Irvine in a middleweight title. Um, again for Ryushin FC but at that stage I was kind of on my high horse and I was oh yeah I can beat everyone all that bullshit but I was so wrong do you know what I mean I'm actually glad I lost I lost like TKO in the first round but uh, it kind of knocked me off my high horse and I was like look I need to cop on a little bit and just train and stop being so do you know like it takes you can win and all that crap and think you're the best and everything but then when you take one loss it could be the best thing that ever happened to you. And I think that that was the best thing that happened to me. Because I was just on my high horse. I was telling everyone, oh yeah, I'm the best and this and that. And my ego was up there. And you just learn. Do you know what I mean? It's all about learning. But uh, mm. yeah, that's pretty much a small roundup of how I started my MMA. Mm. Oh, man, it's pretty cool. Like, um, what you know, when you're transitioned from like judo to MMA, what would you say is just like, Biggest hurdle. Uh, I know you you didn't really have any striking, but like, mm. what was like another hurdle that you were facing when you first started off that transition to MMA? Um, I think even to this day, I think the biggest hurdle is you see the way in judo, uh, mm. when you're when you're competing, you must go in turtle so you don't land on your back. So in MMA, if you if you stay in turtle, is the worst position you can be because they can just take your back and or even strike. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you're always kind of like that's the difference between judo and jiu-jitsu like or even MMA you you kind of want to stay on your back if you do get to the ground you know to to kind of try and get up in other words when judo you just you can stay in your turtle like and that doesn't affect anything and mm. another massive massive difference is judo is an, a defensive sport do you know what I mean so like you're waiting for your opponent to make a move so then you're a counter kind of fighter when MMA you gotta be first in jiu-jitsu, you got to be first. Because if you if you get caught in some stupid that you've done, you can lose the fight very easily. Do you know what I mean? So, like, yeah, MMA is offensive and judo is defensive. So, it's just, like, basic, like, stuff like that that were just literally small twitches. Like, even, like, going overhand instead of underhook. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You take your back. Like, stuff like that that you're constantly, even now, you're still learning. Just do not do 
Because once it's in your blood, do you know what I mean? Once it's in your blood, doing the same training, the same routine, what you were doing for years and years, and you, you're still going to be doing stupid mistakes in training, but that's where you learn, you know? Mm. Um, and do you have uh, any advice for people when they first start off, just like, uh, or just like advice that you'd give yourself when you were first starting off? Um, if, judo or MMA-wise? Uh, either, either or. Both. <laughs> uh, yeah, suppose either or, like, you know, people, if if you are willing to do something, like, you know, you, you got to commit yourself 100%. Do you know what I mean? No point, excuse my language, but there's no point being half-arsed in doing something and fucking off after, like, two, three weeks of training or even a few months. Do you know what I mean? If you're, if you're there to be, you know, to develop your skills, to do some good for yourself. And even just to get away from something that you, you're not happy with, you know what I mean? That's your kind of like get-to-go place and be like, oh, I like being here. But the most important thing, you have to enjoy it. And everything you do, you have to enjoy it. Like whether it's soccer, whether it's Gaelic, whether it's judo, MMA, whatever it is, you have to enjoy it. Because being forced to do something is not nice, you know? And mm. like, like I said, try and do as much sport as you can. But then when you find what you love doing, stick to it. I was doing, I was playing soccer, I was playing rugby, I was playing everything. Like, even even up until three years ago, I was playing soccer with uh, Gaulic Bohemians. And I was, we were doing so well. But I was like, look, I have to give up something. It's either this or this. What what am I better at? And then I ended up doing the MMA, you know? Stuck to mm. it. Yeah, man. See, uh, one thing I'm really curious about, because, like, um, since you're a black belt in judo, uh, like uh, when you compete in jiu-jitsu, like you'd have to compete in the blue belt division when you're starting off. Like, how was your first jiu-jitsu competition? How did that go? Like, were you already blue belt in jiu-jitsu by then, or did you? Uh, like, what was the deal? Yeah, so I, um, I the way I think my first jiu-jitsu competition was the Europeans in Portugal because uh, I was I literally got promoted. Well, I had to be a blue belt straight away, so. Like, my stand-up, my takedowns, my defense, everything was spot-on, like. Um, mm. So, I ended up, I got a buy in the first round because my opponent missed weight. So, I was good at it because he was a judo, he was a judo black belt as well. So, I was like, oh, this is going to be perfect. Oh, it's just gonna be like, It was just going to be a standing brawl and just bounce each other off the floor. So, it was brilliant. And then I ended up meeting this guy and um, he was from Checkmate UK, no, Checkmate, sorry, Checkmate Brazil and we were rolling or whatever and i got him i got him with two takedowns so I, I think it was up six points it was grand and then when i got to the ground i was lost do you know what i mean because i had i think i was doing jiu-jitsu at that stage now for maybe just under six seven months so i hadn't i didn't i didn't know anything about the ground like you know i knew i knew like the basics iron bars and all that but like that's the thing with judo judo and jiu-jitsu there's leg locks and there's no leg locks in judo so i was like so confused there Anyway, cut short. Yeah, he bet me by um, points. Uh, we went the full five minutes. Uh, he bet me by points, but it was just a serious experience. Like, I was like, oh, you know, my first year hits competition, being at the Europeans, this is huge. You know, I was nervous. Like, I was more nervous than any other competition or fight that I've ever had. So, Man, that, that's you know. quite the one to start with. Fucking I know, Europeans. yeah, it was, it was unreal. And then I ended up kind of like, I was like, okay, so I stopped. I stopped competing jiu-jitsu then for about a year uh, just to kind of work on my game and see what I need to learn and everything. So I ended up like getting coached by Michel uh, or yeah, Dorino, our jiu-jitsu coach. He's a black belt. 
and then Ben as well kind of like don't want to want with me and all that so I, I learned so then I ended up like meddling in every single competition there was out there like so yeah and then I, I was like you know now let me just focus on MMA and that was it uh, man see uh, I still remember the first time I saw you it was at that Naga in August like I was mm. just chilling after see I had just lost in uh, my division in Nogi and I was just chilling afterwards and I was talking to one of my guys and we see this fella in like a Ireland rash guard with this fucking bleach blonde hair just fucking this one dude up <laughs> and we literally stop our conversation we look at the, what's going on and then we just look at each other like it's like something of a fucking movie like I think it was just fucking ridiculous like what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I, I still remember that, man. I, I think that was my, um, I think it was the semi-final of the Nogi for me. And uh, yeah, it was the semi-final Nogi for me. And I ended up uh, picking some lad. Like, he was really good on the ground. But I was like, I'll try and keep him on his feet, just kind of get the points but with the takedowns. And I was just picking him up with, like, suplexes, with Uchimaras, with everything. Like, Uchimara would be my trade, you know, like, it's a judo kind of hip throw or mm. using the leg. So that was grand. And yeah, I just remember everyone just kind of like stood quiet and was like, wow, what's this? Like, because, you know, judo is not that big in jiu-jitsu competitions. You know, like some people, fair enough, they have the wrestling and all that. But it's just basic kind of like just basic double leg takedown or single leg. You know, it's just it looks mm. boring. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It just looks so boring. It's efficient, but it's boring. You kind of want to put on a show as well. Like you don't want to be just that boring fighter, just sitting on your opponent, getting the points. It's just boring. You know, no one's mm. going to stand there and watch you. Like, you have to be explosive. You have to be sh- putting on a show. Uh, dude, I said it's always fun when, like, uh, you're after the fact of fighting. You find out everyone was just standing there watching pure quiet because they were just so captivated with what was going on. Yeah, it was, it was class, man. I was watching the video back on it, and I was like, wow. Everyone's just staring at me. Like, they, they didn't even bother about a few of the finals that were on the mats. They were just looking at my fight. I was like, this is great. <laughs> Let's keep it going. And yeah, then I ended up losing in the final with our stupid uh, Darsh choke or whatever it was. But I, I was I was delighted. Like, Naga's a huge event to compete in, you know? Mm. Oh, dude. <laughs> Funny enough, see, that day, uh, I made the educated decision to do four fucking divisions. Like, it cost me, like, a hundred and something euro to enter all four of them. I was just like, ah, fuck it. And then I was there for, like, 12 hours that day. I was like, why not? <laughs> fuck that. <laughs> well, I got bronze in one division, so, ha. There you go. Who's, who's laughing like, now? That's it. Still something. <laughs> okay, uh, dude, do you have a favorite win from all uh, your, like, not, you know, just, uh, not necessarily just judo, MMA, or jiu-jitsu, just your favorite win just in general from all three? Um, win, win. I think my favorite win would probably be um my uh, win in the Clown Wars title. It was my last amateur fight. I I, I knocked Stumer Peter out in 23 seconds of the first round, and I'll say that was my favorite win of all because it was just so much hype going up for like five months straight, and then it was all over in like 23 seconds. I was like, wow, this is class. Probably that. Or uh, in judo, uh, I, I or no, sorry, in jiu-jitsu, when I was representing the Irish team over in um, Empire Pro Grappling in, in the UK, and I got double gold. I got a, a gold in the gi, on, uh, I think it was, yeah, under 91 kilos, and I got a gold in the under 91 no-gi as well. Mm-hmm. Tough, tough, four or five fights in each division, but I'd say that, that was probably my <coughs> biggest wins. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Uh, what's uh, your favorite submission? Uh, probably the Kimura. 
Oh, dude, I'd hate to get have you slap a Kimura on me. No fucking thanks. Go ahead, that shit. <laughs> All right, guys, we got uh, a few questions from the Instagram. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What was um, your most rewarding technique that you struggled with initially, but you're now proficient at? Um, definitely the suplex. Suplex, like, <laughs> I, it's, it was, I was always kind of lifting a lot from my back because in judo, you, you kind of have that, you know, you have that grip that you can grab onto the kimono and, it, you know, you can, you can kind of lever a little bit. But in MMA, you have no grip that you can grab. So you kind of have to lift it all from your hips. And I, I just wasn't doing that enough. But now, I don't care who it is. I land anyone, anyone on their head. Oh, I see. We got a really good question here by from Jordan Devery. He's yeah. your boy, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, he asks, why is your head so fast? God damn you, Jordan. Uh, I think it's just the, the high, high velocity of food that I'm uh, inserting in my mouth. <laughs> I so say just, Jordan's Jordan's gonna pay, eat, eat those words when he when you get back training. Oh, he will. He'll be definitely eating them off the floor anyway. Oh, <laughs> oh man, that's it, fucking. So guys, we've reached a portion of the podcast. Oh shit, no, I forgot about this one question. Uh, <laughs> it, was, it was sort of it was on the other side of the paper. So what's it? What's your opinions of like uh, trash talking in MMA? Like, are you a fan or do you just you just fucking hate that shit? Uh man, the way I see it, like fair enough. Trash talking nowadays, it's more of a business. So like, you you if you can sit people on their asses in the seats and shows, you you will get like more money. Like, you know what I mean? But trash talking, I can't do it. I'll tell you straight, I can't fucking do it. I'll do my trash talking inside a cage. I remember, like. Hand on heart, I remember I said I start I said trash talking once, right? I started with some lad, I can't remember who it was, and I ended up saying, "Man, I'm gonna shit in your chest." Who the fuck says that? Like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> I, I just like I don't know what was going through my head. I was like, "No, nah, I just fucked it up big time." So I was like, "You know what? I can't trash talk." So yeah, but I'm telling you, the biggest trash talker go over to Ryan Hanley from our club. I need to start getting private lessons of trash talking from him. <laughs> such a big mouth like so it'd be grand you know do you say he has a team of comedy writers to help him with the trash talk beforehand um no I'd say he just googles some random shit and just posts it together <laughs> and then, I don't know but he's good at it whatever he's doing he's good at it so I just need to kind of learn a bit from him yeah but trash no like trash talking it gets you some some places but uh, as long as it's you know it's all business you know what I mean like no point getting kind of like families and all that bullshit involved do you know what I mean yeah because if you have to fucking fight someone why would you want them to fucking despise you exactly that's a bad idea exactly at the end of the day man it's just a sport do you know what I mean you shake hands at the end you show respect and that's it that's what martial arts is about showing respect Mm. he's in there to punch your head and I'm in there to punch his head and then that's about it afterwards the better man win shake hands and move on simple and who knows Mm. down the line you could be sparring again do you know yeah so yeah, guys, we've reached a portion of the podcast I like to call a round of specifics. It's just a bunch of random questions, some of which are jiu-jitsu or MMA related, some of which have nothing to do with jiu-jitsu or MMA. So, Andreas, do you yeah. want to do a round of specifics? Yeah, go on. <laughs> what was uh, your favorite TV show growing up? Oh, probably The Simpsons. Ah, dude, we got that. Let's see. We've gotten that answer three times, I think, but well warranted because it's fucking classic. Except yeah. for the except for the modern episodes, they're kind of shit. Yeah, they are. Yeah. See, 
Because it takes like six months to make an episode of Simpsons, I think. And when they try to be like relevant to like pop culture, it's fucking too late. And then no one, it just looks dated. Yeah, that's true. It's just a bit weird. So um, what was your first video game console? What was your favorite game on it? Oh, um, I think the first video game console was, what is it? It was called back then. And it was Supersonic. Oh, it was like the Sega Genesis? Yeah, that one, like the oldest console I've ever imagined. Yeah, that was definitely my first game. I was, I think, I was only like nine. I think. Oh. Nine? Yeah. I uh, do. I got one of those plug-and-play systems. Like, uh, has a bunch of them Sega games downloaded on it. Like, uh, that's pretty, pretty fun. And it has a slot on top, so if you have a Sega game like on a cartridge, you can play it on that yeah, thing as yeah. well. It's pretty handy. Nice. What's it? Um, what's the what's the worst move you've ever seen? <sighs> worst. I, I I don't really know worse. I just don't, I hate fucking horror movies, man. I hate them. I love comedy. <laughs> I'll watch any other any comedy, any family, any anything. But I just hate horror movies, like. Mm. Uh, man, I'll send you a clip of the worst movie I've ever seen, The Room by Tommy Wiseau. It is so shit. Uh, I'll send you the rooftop scene. You've probably seen the rooftop scene before, but it is something yeah. to behold. Yeah, it's I'll have fucked a look. up. <laughs> uh, man, um, who's the most famous person in like judo, jiu-jitsu, or MMA or, that you've ever met? Ever met? Um, I, I don't really know, man. I I met a few people, like, but they're all kind of, you know, who <clears throat> who would I meet? That was good. Um. I don't know, just growing up, I'd say, just meeting, like, um, like seeing people, like, and kind of getting acknowledged by, I think it was Fedor Emelianco, like, just saying hi to you, like, you know, it was just huge. So that, that was it, really, like, the rest of them are, like, you know, I kind of met them when I when I signed pro, so, yeah, that, that's mm. probably it. Mm. Uh, man, what was, um, <clears throat> sorry, what was the most embarrassing injury you've ever had, whether, like, the way you got injured, whether it be a jiu-jitsu-related injury or just non-jiu-jitsu or just non-training injury? Um, injury, injury. I think it was uh, me. I, I was in second year, col- uh, second year in secondary school. and We were all playing football in the field. And, of course, I was trying to impress some girls or whatever. <laughs> and I tried kicking a fucking ball, and I missed the ball completely and broke my ankle off the floor. But, yeah, that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. What was uh, your favorite grappling match to watch, whether it be jiu-jitsu or a judo match? Um, grappling. I'd say it was... Think, think... I think it, M- uh, MMA wise, I'd say it was um, between Nate Diaz and Conor McGregor. I that had to be one of the best matches mm. in a long, long time. And at, at last, we have an answer that doesn't ha- feature Gary Tonin. That, like we've, I've asked that question to three, three people, and they've all said a match with Gary Tonin. I'm like, for fuck's sake, bit of okay. variety. <laughs> That's it. Um, do you have a favorite UFC fight? Yeah, it would probably be between. Ooh, tough now. Um, probably, I'd say, I just want to see this fight now happening between 
uh, Ferguson and Khabib, but I don't know when that's going to happen. But, uh, another one, I'd say it'd be, yeah, I'd say Nate Diaz and uh, any Nate Diaz fight is just hilarious. And it's just, he doesn't give a fuck about anyone, but, you know, I love him. Mm. <laughs> but um, what's your favorite period in history? Like, if you had a time machine, where's the first place you'd go? Hmm. I'd go. I'd go back probably four years ago to compete again in the in the World Championships for Combat Sambo, and hopefully medal this time. Uh, you just wanna you want to you wouldn't go to like ancient Egypt or anything you're like no I want to go compete at this one tournament again yeah I just I it was such a sore loss to me because I ended up I won won my first match I won my second match and I ended up finding the quarterfinals then I lost and my guy that bet me he ended up winning gold so I fought for the bronze and I lost that so just it was a sour pill to sorrow you know hmm Ah, sure, man. Fair enough. What's it? Um, what's your favorite like uh, gear brand, like jujitsu gear or just uh, MMA gear? What's your favorite brand of that stuff? Um, for jujitsu, it'll probably be tatami. Ah, yes, love tatami, best. Uh, and then for MMA, will probably be, ooh, probably gorilla wear or even uh, tap out. Oh, yeah, dude, I remember, like, uh, I had a tap-out hoodie when I was growing up. I didn't even know what the fuck uh, MMA or jiu-jitsu was. Yeah. I was just like, what? Yeah. <laughs> or or it, even, um... even Venom. Venom, like, for, for MMA, it would be all the gloves and the shin pads. It would probably be Venom. Yeah, their, their fucking striking gear is pretty good, in my opinion. Yeah, it's sick, man. Let's see. Um, do you prefer gi or no gi? Uh, no gi. Mm. Do you have a favorite food? Um... It'll have to be, yeah, it'll have to be uh, spaghetti carbonara. Mm. That's it. Um, do you have a favorite music genre? Probably hip-hop or African music, man. I love African music. <laughs> uh, what's it, your favorite song to roll to or just to train to in general? Um... Any song by Fuse, ODG, or uh, probably Eye of the Tiger. Ah, dude. It's a classic, <laughs> but it's a classic for a reason. It's fucking good. There you go. You know, people, people think it's overplayed. I'm like, there's a reason it it's overplayed. It can be overplayed. Like, not, there's a reason it's fucking, like, you know, it's good. It's classic. It's memorable. And it just gets gets you pumped up. So, you know, it, it yeah. takes all the boxes. Do you have any um, hopes for the future, whether they just be personal goals or just goals for competition? Uh, for the future, well, like I said, I, I just had my first pro win. Um, uh, I just want to be a world champion in the next three years. That That's my goal. I want to fight for a big promotion, whether it's Bellator, UFC, I don't give a shit who it is. I just want to fight. And especially with all this pandemic shit, it's kind of like delayed it back a little bit. I was ready to go you know after like two weeks but uh it, look it is what it is I, I spend this as a quality time for my family and because every time fighters are in camp uh we push everyone away do you know what i mean you focus just on training just on your diet just on everything and yeah that that's probably the long-term goal anyway 
Mm. Short term, short term goal is not fucking gain too much weight during this pandemic, and that's about it. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, how much, how much did did you weigh before the pandemic? Um, well, Jesus, I I fought on the seventh of March, and I was I weighed in at seventy seven, no seventy six point five, and then on the on the day I was eighty eighty one. 82. I, I just could not put on weight whatsoever because I've done such a good weight cut. I couldn't put on weight. So I think a week after that, I was 83, 84. Fucking hell. Yeah, I was about 83, 84. And right now, I'm fucking 90, like 91, sorry, 91 kilos. So yeah. Jesus, so dude. I, 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 I walk around at 80 and I thought I was fucking, uh, I thought I was heavy. I was like, Jesus Christ, how about we just not roll next time because you're fucking 90 kg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but now now I'm about 90, 91 kilos, right? But like I said, you know, when I when I'm training two, three times a day, every fucking day, it falls off me like that. Like I'm not really worried about weight. I have a good nutritionist on board. Like you know, Aaron Aaron Burke, big shout out to him. Like he looks after me with my weight cuts, with my diet. So it's all good. Like you know, does he do that? Do you ever see the movie Dodgeball with uh, Ben Stiller and all them? Right? Yeah. Do you ever see uh, what's it uh? <clears throat> See Ben Stiller in this one scene, since he's like a gym owner, he wants to stay ripped. He's, mm. he's he has like these fucking electrical things attached to his nipples, and then when every time he grabs a donut, he fucking shocks himself. <laughs> I see that. I see that. Does, uh, does Aaron do that to you or something? He's like, no, no donuts, Andreas. No, it just tells me straight up, man. If you want to be a fat bastard, you can be a fat bastard all you want, <laughs> like you know. But like, it's not gonna help you in the long long run trying to cut weight. And like, my goal is I'm gonna try and get down to seventy kilos in probably. My next, not next fight now, but like the following fight, I want to try and fight 70 or even 74. Mm. Uh, dude, uh, who inspires you the most? Whether it just be their work ethic or their mentality? Um, the most, the most. I'd probably, probably say, Jesus, tough now, man. There's so many lads in there. Um, I'd say Jared. Uh, Gerald Jones, man, he's an absolute lunatic. Um, he he was meant to fight, I think, two or three times in MMA. He's in our club. He's a Thai boxer, like, and he's just like he has so much energy, man. I don't know what's wrong with him. Like, I don't know if he's taking about sixteen shots of pre-workout before training, but he's just like he has that famous saying saying we don't get tired. So he's just like rolling and doing everything for. He's lunatic, man. But uh, yeah, it'd probably be Gerald or um, Ben. Ben has good energy, man. Do you know what I mean? Like he's just pushing to your limits. And Aaron Burke, Aaron just absolutely kills it. Even though you're half dead, you just come on. We don't get tired. Keep working. Keep working. So yeah, that's probably them three lads. Hmm. Uh, man, what's uh, the most valuable lesson you've learned in all your years of uh, just tra- martial arts in general since you've been doing it for ages? Losing. Do you know what I mean? I um. It's like an amateur, like I said, it was good that I lost that fight against Glenn because uh, it took me off my fucking high horse and you kind of like train harder then you're more hungrier in losing. And, you know, like you don't want you like everyone hates losing. It's the worst possible feeling you can ever get, like because you, you think you look back on it and be like training three, four, five months leading up to this fucking fight and then you lose. It's all over. I kind of think, you know. But uh, you just you just learn, and I I think 
that was probably the best lesson I learned. Like, you know, you just lose, you, you, I lost that and I ended up doing better and greater things afterwards. Like, you know, so mm. yeah, that, that was probably it. Mm. Uh, dude, that's a good answer because, you know, it's not always a bad thing if you lose, you know, you can learn shit to fix it for next time. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, I learned the hard way. Do you know what I mean? Kind of saying, like, I learned it the hard way. Stop. Get my fucking e- get 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 me off that high horse, that ego. I lost that ego, and that was it. You know, and you just learn. Mm. That's it. Um, who's the most important person in all of your uh, see all your training? There's someone who just helps you out so much, and just like uh, you're really uh, grateful to them. Uh, I'll say 110 percent probably be my mom, and uh, probably Tyg Tyg Linan. Uh, so my mom, she's been in my corner, man, ever since, like, do you know what I mean? Like, since day one, I had my first fight. She was my number one supporter. So I know I will always have that no matter what. And Tyg, he was my, he was my buddy, like, do you know what I mean? Like, he was my main sparring partner. He was my main guy. He was everything. Like, we were doing everything together. But, uh, yeah, he, he moved clubs now. He's with Team KF. But, uh, yeah, I'll say they were my biggest kind of, like, biggest motivational people in my life I'd say and then of course I don't want to forget um my girlfriend man she she was she's been with me for the past six years now and she's been literally when I was lazy and just sitting in bed oh I don't want to train today she just wake me up and drop me into training do you know what I mean <laughs> yeah. did she ever threaten you like if you don't train today I'll break up with you did she ever pull into like that no, never, never like that, because she knows I'm very motivated. Like, if I have a, like, you know what I mean? Like, if, if you have a goal, like, if you have a fight coming up, you will always make training. You'll always do this. Mm. And when you're off, when you're off camp, but like, when you're not training as hard because you don't have a fight or whatever, like, you're still staying ready, but you're not as motivated, you know? But, mm. you know, she's always there. Like, she'd be like, look, that's your meal prep done. There's this. There. You know, she, she's the organized one. I'm the fucking, I'll do it. If I have to do it, if, we, if it's not, if I don't have to, I won't do it. You know, kind of way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get you, dude. So, guys, that was the last question. If uh, we'll be wrapping up the podcast in a bit. So, Andreas, before we shoot off, is anything you want to say to the audience of like ten uh, people? <laughs> <laughs> ten people. <laughs> um, ten or so. I don't know. What can I say? Just look the way I see it. If if you like if you like doing a sport or whatever, stick to it. If whether it's even reading a book or whatever, do it. You know, if you enjoy doing something, stick to it. Um, <clears throat> you can't get worse. You can only get better. Like you know what I mean. And um, yeah, just keep doing what you're doing, especially through this pandemic shit as well. Everyone just kind of keep your head down, work on what you need to work on during this. Even though even though you're locked inside the house or whatever, you can still do your training at home. You can spend some quality time with your family. Because, uh, yeah, it's the most important one. Like, you know, when everyone's working and all that, like, then you kind of, you wish you were home and you wish you were in bed. You wish you were this, but you know what I mean? That That's what it should be. It's kind of mm. be happy what you have right now. Mm. And, uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Mm. Uh, dude, pretty good sound advice, man. Let's see. Um, so, guys, we're going to wrap it up there. If uh, you want to follow Andreas on Instagram, I'll have it linked in the description. And along with his Facebook Atlee page, just give him a like. And if you ever get the opportunity to roll with him, do not start standing. Do not. No, that, no definitely not. <laughs> just, just, it's, you can be a butt scooter in that scenario. It's fine. There's no shame in it. 
But okay. yet again, if you're on a challenge, you can try stand up if you really like. <laughs> I think I, I. Let's not do that. <laughs> Maybe if uh, the only way. Let's see. Maybe if you go into a coma for seven years and I spend every day doing judo and wrestling, maybe I'll consider it. <laughs> yeah, but even then, it'll still be it'll just be my second kind of home and I'll be like, yeah, yeah, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so thanks. Thanks, bro. It was...